This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. According to the latest findings on marriages and divorces from StatsSA, there is an increase in civil marriages, an increase in the age in which people are marrying, as well as a slight increase in divorce. What are the implications of this on the individuals, communities and societies? I talk now to Claire Penfield, the divorce and commercial mediator from FAMSA, about what this actually means. Um, Claire, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Claire, what are the trends at the moment? So I would agree with what StatsSA has said. Um, I think people are getting married later. I think that's got to do with people studying and building careers and then electing to get married when they are older. Um, I think closely linked to that is the increase in the divorce, the divorce stats. Um, I would link that to the fact that if we look back 20 years compared to now, we've got women who are in business, um, who are breadwinners, who are earning their own money. So they're not reliant financially on their spouse, which gives them options if they're in an unhappy marriage. And I think that that also causes power imbalances within the marriage. Or, or a power balance, which in, in and of itself can cause problems in the relationship. Claire, we, when we look at the Institute of Marriage from its inception to today, so much has changed, so much in terms of gender roles, in terms of men taking on more responsibilities or not. Um, is there something that stays the same? Is there a core that stays the same? And are these statistics just reflections of whatever's happening at the time? I think there has been huge shifts in the gender roles within within marriages. Um, having said that, though, we can't get away from the biological fact that women give birth to children uh, and that kind of following the typical setup, women often will sacrifice careers or uh, either in, the, in their entirety or do part-time work. So I think there are lots of traditional in the sense that the women are the caregivers and the men are out there earning. But I can tell you in doing the mediations more and more, it, you can't assume that that's what's going to happen. You can't assume that the woman is the one who gets up with the kids in the middle of the night or takes them to the doctor. There are lots of fathers who are playing that role. And so in, in mediation, we are often having to negotiate the primary residence of children not based on gender of parents, but looking at the reality of how that family has set themselves up. As a trainer with FAMSA, um, you obviously offer something between marriage and divorce. Sometimes right. it doesn't have to be yeah. that that kind of process. Are people turning to divorce easier and quicker than they might have in the past? They, I had this debate with somebody in terms of, for example, in the UK, you have to be separated for two years before you can get divorced. And the reason behind that is to stop that knee-jerk reaction stuff of, a, of an argument and then saying, I'm getting divorced. I would imagine that that's very few and far between where, where that's the case. I would imagine for most parties, it's a very difficult decision to make, even where they are desperately unhappy in their marriages. There are consequences to divorce. There are social consequences. There are consequences for kids. There are financial consequences, religious consequences. It's not something the majority of people are going to take lightly. So in that sense, I think we need to be very understanding of people who've made the decision to divorce. So you would not talk somebody out, out of a divorce? If you, no. So if once that decision has been made, then right. it's probably the right decision. Yeah. If clients, if one of them or both of them are saying, we think there's hope and we think that we don't need to go down this road, then I would refer them to a marriage counselor. But as a mediator, when they come into the room and one of them says, I want a divorce, that's it. then then that's, that's the road that we take. So what would a mediator do? So... 
what we do is we sit with both parties and we highlight the legal issues that have to be dealt with if there's a divorce. So they have to negotiate residence of children, contact schedules, the maintenance that each of them pay towards the kids and possibly one to, to the other um, and how assets and liabilities are divided. So we are negotiating with them. So our role is to give them a lot of information, their legal rights and responsibilities, and then to help them generate options as to how to resolve certain issues. So we have to base it on reality. It's got to be sustainable. It's got to fit within the legal framework. So we're not going to encourage them to reach agreement at all costs. Our eye is always on the best interests of the children. Um, what do the children need? They need a relationship with both parents. We want to facilitate that. We want to make sure that their needs are taken care of. And if there's not enough money to do that, then we help them work out other strategies or agreeing other changes like moving school selling the house, anything like that. So everything that needs to be done, you help people sort out. You mentioned um, the different impact on society, um, including, for example, religion. Right. And um, with some religions, obviously, it's more taboo, more accepted, etc. Right. Uh, to, do you ever bring in religious leaders? Is there ever a time when that is needed or you refer people to that? Yeah. So so our policy is that you've got to stay within your scope of practice. So as soon as something happens where you require a financial advisor or you require the parties to, for example, to go get the get or um, – Anything like that. See a psychologist, we refer, we do refer out. So either the, we also have experts on the African customary law side. So when the issues arise, we refer them to the expert, they get the information, they bring it into the, back into the mediation, and then we proceed with that information. Let's look at the different kinds of marriages. Um, so traditional marriage, I think, is still a very a high proportion of marriages in South Africa. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, does that matter? Does the kind of contract or marriage that you enter in matter when you're getting divorced? Uh, it does. Um, one of the benefits of the African Customary uh, Recognition of As African Customary Marriages Act is that those marriages are protected. So even where parties haven't registered the marriage, if there's going to be a divorce, they have to prove the existence of the marriage and then they can get divorced. And then they are protected just as everybody in a civil marriage. So without an antinuptial contract, they're automatically in community of property. If they have an antinuptial contract, then they're out of community of property with accrual or they exclude the accrual. So they have the same protection as though they've gone through the civil marriages. There are marriages that are not protected. So the Islamic marriages, the Hindu marriages, unless the, the person who conducted it is a marriage officer and it's registered under the, the Civil Marriages Act in, in accordance with that. Claire, we're going to take a short break, but after the break, maybe we're going to look a little bit about the impact of divorce on families and communities. But before then, we are known as the people of the book. We are literary connoisseurs, consumers of words and prose, sharers of ideas. In short, we are readers. Chai FM is starting a book club. Would you like to be one of the Chai FM book club readers? You'll receive a book every month to review on the radio for our listening community. It's social, it's fun, it's mentally enlightening. We are looking for people with a wide range of reading topics and genres. Get in touch. Email books at highfm.com. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Claire Penfield, the divorce and commercial mediator from FAMSA. Um, Claire. Yes. 
A divorce is not like a job where you say goodbye to somebody that you used to work with and never, ever see them again. Yes. This is something where, in, for the sake of the kids, you're going to be bumping into each other and interacting with each other. Can you suggest ways or of how people can behave or help them to negotiate those awful, awkward moments? Well, one of the one of the things that should be happening when parties are divorcing is they should be completing a parenting plan. So that kind of is the plan around what happens at birthdays, what happens at special religious holidays, um, school holidays, how they share that, what happens on the, the term time day-to-day stuff. Because the more detail you can have, the less room there is for conflict. And exactly what you say, the parties are no longer spouses or partners, but they're still parents. They still have to co-parent the children. They still have to respect each other. They have to be sitting there at the school play or the birthday parties, ideally. And it requires a lot of emotional capacity to do that. So my advice to parents is if you're going through a divorce, it's, it's a two-year recovery. It's like a grieving process. It's a, it's a, it's a mourning process. Be kind to yourself and go for counseling and join divorce support groups and go on parenting courses and get just get support around you to enable you to parent your children at a time that is quite difficult to manage. Do you know, parenting requires a lot of time. And imagine if you're single parenting, um, it requires even more time. Yeah. How do you balance being kind to yourself and actually fulfilling the job that you have to do? Well, I think it's relying on people. I think it's, and that's why both parents have to step up. Our law is very geared towards a co-parenting process. So where, where for example, a parent has, has died or one of the parents in a divorce situation is not in town, then you are very much in a single parent um kind of process, that's very tough. I think divorce support groups are amazing because it normalizes what people are going through. They have other people who have ex- the same experience. They can suggest ways of dealing with certain things that, that's worked for them. So it's a great it's a great resource for people. So use your communities. Women, the, the, the research also shows women are very good at dealing with divorce stuff because women typically get together with other women and talk and cry and process. And there's some research that shows that men actually suffer from post-traumatic stress because they don't they don't do it in the same way that women do it, and so it sits within them and they, there's no processing. Um, so I think there's there's also the the kind of feeling that well, uh, the man has moved on and he's out with his friends and he's living a great life, and actually there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, loneliness and a lot of hurt. It, it must be incredibly difficult, and it is reassuring to know that organisations such as FAMSA and people such as yourself are available to help through this process. Definitely. Uh, Claire, do you want to give any contact details if anybody needs to reach out and we encourage people to do so? Sure. So you can contact the mediation department on 011-788-4784 or email them at mediation at familylife.co.za. Claire, thank you so much for joining me. And 